listening to the Daily Roundup here as part of the Reality Steve podcast. I am your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. Good show for you today. We're going to go over a few things from charity season of The Bachelorette. Maybe talk a little bit about Zach's season. Going to talk about Dave Neal on the podcast yesterday and what we have in store for today. And I'm going to read a few of your reader emails because we're a little light on news today. So I've got some reader emails that you guys have sent in over the last couple days. And we will get to that momentarily. This podcast brought to you by Microdose. Microdose is available nationwide. To learn more about microdosing THC, go to microdose.com, use code REALITYSTEVE to get 30% off your first order plus free shipping. The links, as you know, can always be found in the episode description wherever you listen to your podcast. That's microdose.com, promo code REALITYSTEVE. That gets you 30% off your first order plus free shipping. Now, I am a little bit more subdued um, in this podcast just because it's 11 o'clock Pacific time. I'm at my hotel room, and this hotel room is not as big as my Vegas ones that I get. And plus, I don't think people care how loud you are in your Vegas hotel room. So I'm not saying I can hear everything uh, that my neighbors are doing. Nothing like that. But... The walls are a lot thinner here, so I'm just trying to keep this more as a casual conversation. Uh, thanks a lot, Marriott Residence Inn and Manhattan Beach. Um, whoops, I just gave away my location. Eh, no one's coming to hang out with me anyway. So, anyway. Um, let's Let's get started here. First off with... Uh, what info to have? Okay, so yesterday, got three more guys from Charity Season that uh, we added to the list. They are Caleb Arthur, uh, 29-year-old from Ann Arbor, Michigan. He's actually a doctor, so good choice there by casting department. We added, like, John Henry was one where we had a Instagram account, John Henry at John Henry 222 but didn't know his last name. On the website before they deleted the men on the Bachelorette Facebook page, he was John Henry S. Well, his last name is Spurlock, 30 years old, from Virginia Beach, Virginia. And then the other one I added yesterday was, who was it? Look at them. Oh, uh, Braden Bowers, 24-year-old, San Diego, California. 20 and um, so right now, you have the first and last names. Well, let's just see who we are missing. One, two, three, four, five, six. So we've got 23 of the 29 men. You have first last name, first and last name and their Instagram accounts. The only six we are missing at this point are Adrian Doton or Dotun, although he is somebody that I think I might have uh, a beat on in terms of his last name, but I don't know for sure yet. Khalid, Nicholas, Peter, and Spencer. So the only six that we don't have, but we do have Peter's Instagram handle, which is pilotpete.fly. So, and we know he lives in Nashville, and he's got a TikTok account, he's got a YouTube account, but haven't been able to get his last name just yet. But his name is Peter, he's in Nashville, or excuse me, uh, well, it says on the Facebook page, it said 33 from New York, New York. However, I believe he lives in Nashville. That's where his TikToks seem to emanate from. 
and and his YouTube page. But uh, he is another Pilot Pete. PilotPete.fly is his Instagram account. So, But 23 of the 26, we've got covered. Hopefully I'll get those six to you. And then once I get everybody's first and last name and Instagram accounts, that's when I will put them on my Instagram feed so you can always refer back to them all season long when I start giving spoilers for this season because they're already off the Bachelorette Facebook page. They were up for two days. They put them up last Saturday. They took them off on Monday, which is what they usually do. And filming started Tuesday night. I can tell you this. Yesterday, filming started in Los Angeles, group date was at the Hollywood sign. And I can also report that whoever got the, well, I know who got the group date rose because there was a one-on-one private concert last night at the Los Angeles Theater on, I, th- I believe it's on Broadway. It's the exact same place that Ari and Crystal had there. Remember, she went to Arizona for the day, then they came back and they had a one-on-one concert. Same exact place. Ari and Crystal had their one-on-one concert date at the Los Angeles Theater on Broadway. That's exactly um, where whoever got the group date rose ended up getting a private one-on-one. But it was a group date yesterday at the Hollywood sign. So there's your first spoiler for the season. Um, I do... um, I'm trying to figure out who got the extra time at the Hollywood Theater yesterday. So, that is what we've got going on in Bachelorette land. (laughs) Uh, Filming just started. Now, today, I'm assuming it's going to be a one-on-one day. Because usually they go group, one-on-one, group. Maybe they go group, group, one-on-one. But we do know that today's date and tomorrow's date are filmed in front of an audience. They've asked, sent out emails for Bachelor Nation to show up. Same with Tuesday's date. That's going to be actually be down in Oceanside, San Diego. I'm guessing today's and tomorrow's is somewhere in the LA area. Next week, it's going to be San Diego, Tuesday, the 28th. That is going to be in Oceanside, California. JoJo is going to be part of that date. And I know they've opened that up to the fans. Hopefully, we'll hear uh, something along those lines. But with a, a date, yes, uh, a date... Yesterday, and then a date today and a date tomorrow. That means the th- second rose ceremony is going to be this Sunday, meaning Monday. Maybe they will take a day off to go film the after the final rose, but we still have to see what's going to happen on Monday with Charity. She's either going to be a part of it or she's not. We don't really know. I would think you'd want to promote your bachelorette on the after the final rose like you've always done. This will be a little bit different because Charity has already started filming her season and she'll be two rose ceremonies into her season. And, you know, maybe she'll give some hints here and there, but she's not going to give anything major away. She's going to say she likes her guy, she's having a great time, and blah, 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 blah. Anyway, but yesterday, group date, Hollywood sign. Then whoever got the group date rose got a private concert at the Los Angeles Theater on Broadway. So, and I believe I have a picture of that coming to me of... Because remember, Ari and Crystal had their name on the marquee out in front as well. So um, I have a picture of that coming, and we'll see who it is. Hopefully. Um, what's the other thing? And then, okay, so moving on a little bit. That's that's charity season. As for Zach, mm, nothing new on the Barstool Rhea front. 
nobody's contacted me. She hasn't contacted me. I guess I really don't expect her to. She, um, you know, like we said, she's made it known that this is not something that has to do with any of the final two women, and it is something that happened post-filming. I can't really see what big of a deal this is. She seems to be making a bigger deal out of it than it is. And kind of pointless to tease it, have something air on Monday, and if it is what she heard, say after the fact, oh, yeah, that's what I knew. It's just like, well, then what was the point? Like, I don't really understand it. Like I said, if she doesn't want her fans to hear spoilers, that's one thing. Then just give it to somebody else, and that person can easily credit you. If she gave it to me, I'd absolutely credit her. All I was saying yesterday was, if she did give it to me, I'm not going to sit here and run with it until it's vetted. Because then you could be reporting information that's not necessarily true about somebody, especially if it's negative information or something juicy where, oh, somebody just told her this. Because she seems to be under the impression that, uh, the impression that I've gotten, and I and maybe I could be wrong, but just sounds like somebody DM'd her. Like anybody could sneak DM Dumois and they just post it. And that she's in that phase. It doesn't look like she's done any sort of vetting whatsoever. She just wants attention from it, which this is the thing that drives me up a wall because you guys all get on my case forever in the past posting stuff without vetting it. And then yet you all want to know what Barstool Rhea has to say, yet you're not asking any questions about, well, how do we know this is even vetted? But if I were to post it, you'd be all down my throat. So that's my whole point is let's actually be consistent with when we're asking and other people are saying they've got tea about this season or other people are saying they've got spoilers about this season, why don't you actually treat them the same way I get treated if I post something, especially if it's negative information, you know? It doesn't sound like she vetted it. Shit, she put in her tweet yesterday, I believe it 90%. Well, then then it's there's so many questions that need to be asked and it doesn't seem like she's asking any of them, so... We'll see what happens. Maybe something will come of it. Maybe it won't. But we're only a few days away from the finale, so it might not even matter at all in the long run. Um, I mentioned yesterday on podcast number 331, my weekly podcast with Dave Neal, that Dave and I are going to meet up today. We're going to film something in his Prius, podcasters in a Prius, pontificating. It's going to be very, very similar to comedians in cars getting coffee like Jerry Seinfeld does. And... um, well, okay, maybe not. Um, but, yeah, I don't know if it's going up today, but I know he'll. we're going to record it this afternoon. Just going to drive around in his car, shoot the shit, uh, probably talk a little trash, probably ruffle some feathers, and kind of go from there. But it'll be fun. I've never met Dave. Uh, we've spoken enough times. We have. He's been on my podcast at least five times already. And... Um, one of the better content creators in Bachelor Nation easily that I could say. Him and, and Susanna and Game of Roses and she's all batch. Like those I think I think those you know, those four and myself um give you a look at this show that isn't biased and it isn't ass kissing like the people who are bachelor affiliated doing podcasts or people who are doing podcasts that get episodes early. So they're not going to step on the toes of production and you're going to get way better content and way more inside information from places like myself and Dave and she's all batch and game of roses. And, um, uh, who's the other one? I just completely blanked. Um, 
me, Dave, She's All Batch, Game of Roses, and I, I know I just missed one. I, I said five earlier, and now I'm already blanking on the fifth one, but you know who I'm probably talking about. Uh, oh, my God, this is driving me nuts. I feel so bad. Even though I just said their name, who does it? Who, who produces content? That, uh, I don't know. I'm so, uh, man, sorry to whoever I'm forgetting right now. But anyway, you know what I'm talking about. Um, we've just got a lot of, we, we don't have biases and we're not kissing the ass of, of the show and people that give episodes out early. None of us get the episodes early. I know that. So, um, just keep that in mind when you're following those podcasts. Um, all right, let's get to some, let's get to some reader emails. We're going to end this, uh, you know, we've got a, I've got four or five emails here to go over. So first one says, Steve, first, I agree with you, consenting adults, etc. However, I believe that if a bachelorette set boundaries and a guy said, we will see about that, the guy would be roasted for not respecting boundaries. Again, Gabby did nothing wrong, in my opinion. I just think the convo would be different if it was a guy not respecting a woman's boundaries versus a woman insinuating she was going to test his resolve in his boundaries. But again, totally agree with your take on it. Do you think if the roles were reversed, the convo would be different? Totally support Gabby and Katie. Great podcast. Doubt you'll even see this one, but figured I'd put it out there. Thanks. I don't know why you wouldn't think I would see it. You emailed it to me. Um, I, you know... I, I don't really understand. I, I, this person isn't showing any hate towards Gabby, clearly. But, I, you know, people are really running with what Gabby said in her ITM about, like, I don't think she was disrespecting his boundaries. It wasn't like she was saying, I'm going to seduce him, and he's there's no way he's going to turn me down. She made a flippant comment. I don't think it was a big deal. Yes, if it was the other way around, absolutely. There is a double standard. I get it. I don't have a problem, though, with that double standard. A guy shouldn't be saying that. If a girl lays down boundaries that says, I'm not sleeping with anybody on my overnights, and the guy's like, huh, we'll see about that, and then you know, it does end up happening. You'd just be like, whoa, was there consent here? Because we didn't have any cameras on and we didn't have any microphones on. And, you know, I mean, that would just be very, very predatory. And I don't think, yeah, there is a double standard there. Absolutely agree with that, that there is a double standard. And I don't have a problem with that double standard. But what Gabby did, very tame. I thought it was more of a funny comment, if anything. Like she was, she had a smile on her face. It wasn't like she was had this master plan. It was almost like oh, if it happens, it happens. I certainly wouldn't mind if it did. I don't think that is. I don't know. Not respecting Zach's boundaries, you know. And the other thing is, it takes two to tango. Even if she did seduce him, he still has to give in. If the guy obviously could not keep it in his pants, and he went against his own vow. And it's like, okay, it's on it's on him just as much as it's on her. They were both consenting adults. They had it. He said he wasn't going to, and he ended up doing it. You know, you got to move on from it. But I don't think that emailer was, like, trashing Gabby at all. I just think I, I get what they're saying. Do I think the convo would have been different if the roles were reversed? Absolutely, for sure. Guys shouldn't be saying that. And it would come across as very, very predatory and very, very creepy if a guy was saying that in an ITM about a woman who had already said, I'm not having sex in my overnights. And the guy's like, yeah, we'll see about that. I mean, whoa, you know, back up. He would come, everyone would hate him. I don't think people hate Gabby for what she said. She was joking. She was making, you know, she was making jokes. 
Uh, next email. Hey, Steve, trying to figure out the logistics of Bachelor Bachelorette. Susie from Clayton Season was on He Who Must Be Not Named podcast and mentioned that after she talked about certain things to Bachelor producers, Clayton would do those things as producers were in his ear. Is this the same person that Susie spoke with also talking to Clayton? Or is this a weird game of telephone? Either way, the manipulation is fierce. Is this the same person that spook, that Susie spoke with also talking to Clayton? All right, I'm kind of confused by that question, but basically you're saying because he was doing all these nice things, did she really think it was coming from him? I, I mean, look, anytime flowers or gifts are given or something like it's all producer-driven. If If Susie in that moment was convinced, wow, Clayton really went out of his way for this, I I think she knows better. Um, Remember, Susie was the one that left a note under Clayton's door one night to meet him at the bell tower, and that was the night she told him she loved him, and she was in love with him. So, look, I think Susie is great, and I think she's handled herself perfectly post-show. The stuff that she did say on He Who Shall Not Be Named podcast, you can say it. It's not, you know, you can you don't have to say he who must not be named podcast. You can just say it. It's the, you know, insufferable narcissistic windbags podcast. It's okay. You can say it. Um I heard what she said on that. Still didn't listen to the whole thing, but does seem and Dave and I talked about it yesterday on the podcast. Does seem to be a little bit of revisionist history there because Susie did proclaim her love for Clayton while he was on the show while she was still there, like specifically said, meet me at the bell tower. And that's where she told him she loved him. And then all of a sudden now after the show, she's like, why we weren't even compatible. Like you had a, you had someone you were way more compatible with like Rachel. And I'm just, I don't know. I'd love to hear more about that. Uh, next email. Nobody is talking about how Zach told Gabby he was falling in love with her. Everyone's just talking about the sex part. How could he tell her that and choose Katie when he hasn't even told her that? What am I missing here? Okay, first off, we don't know for sure he hasn't told Katie that. It might not have just been shown. And secondly, there was a long time on this show where the lead couldn't even lean one way or the other. When someone said they were in love with him or falling in love with the lead or I can see myself falling in love with you, the lead just had to sit there and take it and wasn't even allowed to say anything back. In more recent seasons, they've allowed the lead to kind of go that way and maybe say, I'm in love with you, or I'm falling in love with you, or I can see myself falling in love with you. Remember, those are all completely different things. Saying, I love you, Susie. Susie, I'm falling in love with you. Susie, I can see myself falling in love with you. Those are three different things, and we talk about this every season. But... um we don't know what he said to Katie and what was left out. The fact that he did end up proposing to her, my guess is he probably did tell her at some point. We just didn't see it. And finally, uh, last email. The other day you talked about Katie Holmes and her daughter Suri and that whole situation with Tom Cruise. It reminded me of a TV show I watched on E! back in 2017-2018. It was called The Arrangement. Did you ever watch it? Rumor was it was based on Tom and Katie's relationship. Supposedly they had a marriage contract and Katie got paid big money to marry him. Ever heard of those rumors? Uh, keep up the good work. Really enjoy following you and listening to your podcast. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's what I was kind of insinuating last week is that we've all heard the rumors. And the rumors were that 
Tom Cruise's agent basically put out feelers in the Hollywood world about women to be his next girlfriend, and you were basically signing a contract. I know Scarlett Johansson, rumored to be on that list, allegedly. Uh, Katie Holmes, obviously on that list. Uh, Winona Ryder, I believe, was also on that list. Um, And then all of a sudden, Katie Holmes is married to him, and like I said, just the weirdest thing, that she just doesn't talk about it, has never talked about it. They never did a joint interview as a couple. They have a kid. We never see him with Suri anymore. Apparently, he has no relationship with her, unless, let's face it, we know why he doesn't have a relationship with her. It all has to do with Scientology, and Katie Holmes wants no part of it and doesn't want her daughter being brought up in that. And that's why they don't. And Scientologists frown upon people who don't believe in their religion. Well, it's a cult. It's not a religion. So um, it's very clear. I, I think people can read between the lines. But, gosh, they've been divorced for how many years now? And she still has yet to never talk about it. And, you know, I said I said last week, like, of course she's not being talking about her marriage to Tom Cruise. She's being paid not to. It's also out of fear because the second she does say something negative about her marriage to Tom Cruise, um, I guarantee the Scientologists will all be all, all over her. I mean, all you have to do is follow Leah Remini on in any of her documentaries that she has done, her podcasts that she does, her tweets and everything like that. We all know how dangerous Scientology has been to people who have left Scientology or who are critical of Scientology, and Katie Holmes probably just wants no part of that. And it's just like, you know what, I'll just never say anything because I don't want to endanger myself, and I don't want to endanger my daughter. That's what I'm guessing. So anyway, thank you all for listening. Uh, I really appreciate it. Please rate, subscribe, and review an Apple Podcasts. It's much appreciated. If I get some more information regarding today's date, I will pass it along. But like I said, yesterday's group date, Hollywood sign, One of the guys got a one-on-one at the end of the night. I'm assuming it's a concert date because it was at the L.A. Theater on Broadway where Ari and Crystal had a music one-on-one date as well. So I will keep you updated on anything I hear. I'll be back on Monday. I'll still be recording from a different hotel on Monday because I'll be in Orange County over the weekend. But um, thank you all for listening. Really appreciate it. And I will talk to you on Monday. Have a great weekend, everybody. See you!